Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about the deepest cuts in pro wrestling. Those, That's right. Those moments and memories that you're most emotionally attached to. I give you mine. Speaking of emotional, we speak to Mia Yim just days before her big match with Mickey James at Bound for Glory. Also, I got a big announcement for the Busted Open Nation. We do that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. When you talk about TV wrestling, maybe the darkest day in the history of pro wrestling will forever be known as Black Saturday, July 14th, 1984. Well, I'm 13, and so are you, and or 12. And uh, It was the day before. It was the day before my 13th birthday. Gosh, I wish it happened on your birthday. It would have ruined everything. (laughs) It's the day before my 13th birthday. Well... It's uh, it was a thing, but here's here's how I look at this. I didn't understand that was going on, and it, for me, I was just like, "Wait, George Championship Wrestling's on," but wrestling was on, so I was I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Later, I understand it, and that's growing up as an adult. I understand what the hell actually happened. So this well, let me uh, explain. Let me explain, Tommy, for those who don't know. And there's probably a lot of people that obviously know about. And it is it is called Black Saturday. And that was the day that Vince McMahon and the WWF took over the time slot that was always occupied for years and years mm-hmm. by Georgia Championship Wrestling. And let's let's tell a little bit of a backstory here, Tommy. Obviously, Vince McMahon Jr., uh, took over uh, the WWF from his father, Vince McMahon Sr. And there was always like, Tommy, and always jump in and correct me if I'm wrong, there was always a code of ethics when it came to pro wrestling organizations, and that is there was the territory days, and they stayed in their territory. And it was kind of like an agreement with all the promoters that they would stay within their territory. I'm I'm correct so far. Right. Yep. Also, if you did try to do it and they were as people that did it, it was kind of like the mafia. You're at war and you crossed into the territory and now you're at straight up war. 
Now, Vince McMahon, when he took over the organizations from his father and against his father's wishes as well, he wanted to go national with the WWF product. And listen, if you look back on it, probably the smart thing to do with cable TV really becoming as prevalent as it did in the mid-80s, it was probably the right thing to do to go national with the WWF product. Now, what he was able to do, Tommy, is he was able to get WWF programming on the USA cable network. Uh, it, it was Southeast Championship Wrestling, and then he was able to take over the time slot and expand on that time slot by Southwest. W- Southwest. I'm sorry, Southwest. I'm thinking. I apologize. <laughs> I thought of the airline for a second, but he, but he, but he took over that time slot and even expanded programming on the USA Cable Network. So he figured, let me take over WTBS, and then I would have control of the two major cable networks, WTBS and USA. He went to Ted Turner. Ted Turner said, absolutely not. Ted Turner did not want WWF programming on WTBS. So what he did is that he tried to buy Georgia Championship Wrestling. And there was Jack and Jerry Briscoe, uh, Josh Barnett, and Ole Anderson that were in charge of Georgia Championship Wrestling at that time. Am I correct so far? Josh Barnett, no. Wrong name. Jim Barnett. Jim Barnett, sorry. Jim Barnett, Jim Barnett, uh, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, and Ole Anderson. Thank now, you. Ole Anderson did not want to sell his shares, but he was able to get Jim Barnett, Jack and Jerry Briscoe to sell their shares, and he was able to buy it. And because the, bo- the business was booming, but they felt like Ole Anderson was cheating them out of money. So they gladly sold their shares to Vince McMahon, and he took over that 605 time slot. And the first episode of WWF programming was on July 14th, 1984. The first failure for Vince, if you think about it, because it didn't get over. It did not fans, get over. Fans like a young David LaGreca were in up in arms. Yes. And uh, kind of the company fizzled away. And they brought back Georgia Championship Wrestling, which that whole Georgia Championship Wrestling, which was a staple back then, was also in flux because of uh, a, the passing of one of the owners before. And it was uh, a lot of controversy, but television was key for all these acquisitions, kind of sort of how it is today. We're talking about uh, acquisitions, mergers. But for you, David, this particular moment, like what? I, I mean, think about thinking? it. I'm so flustered now as I'm talking. I called Jim Barnett, Josh Barnett, who's the, mm-hmm. you know, the fighter. Uh, and then, and I said, you know, Southeast Championship Wrestling instead of Southwest Championship Wrestling. I'm getting all emotional even now as I talk about it. But can you remember what you, how you were then? Because I'm oh yeah, well, you well, I when was. I put on pro wrestling at 6:05, expecting to see Gordon Soley and Georgia Championship <laughs> Wrestling, I saw WWF wrestling, which made it even more difficult to swallow. Tommy was that it was all matches I had seen before. It was canned matches from other shows that we had seen weeks prior on WWF program. It wasn't unique, you know, original matches that we were seeing. Case in point, you said it was a flop. It was the ratings tanked for WWF programming at 6.05. Ted Turner then put other W uh, uh, other pro wrestling content on. Uh, Ole Anderson put a new version of Georgia Championship Wrestling at 9.05 in the morning. 
And then also he got uh, Mid-South Wrestling to be on, I think it was at 5.05 on Saturday afternoons. And both those shows almost doubled the ratings of WWF programming at 6.05. So knowing that uh, Vince McMahon, knowing that, all right, this was the wrong move, it tanked, it was still prime real estate, he wound up selling the time slot to Jim Crockett for a million dollars, Tommy, and then he used those funds to support his idea of the first ever WrestleMania. So the landscape of pro wrestling completely changed on July 14th, 1984. When I heard that soundbite, you know who I was also mad at big time? Freddie Miller. Big time. Freddie Miller, the turncoat Freddie Miller. <laughs> First of all, welcoming Vince aboard. would be like, Vince probably had said, you'll be gone in a week, pal. And he was. <laughs> Poor Freddie Miller. Now, Paul said there's a mystery caller that has just called in. So let's go. I have no idea who this is. So... Who is the mystery caller live on the line? Hello. Well, hello, boys. How are you? How are you? I'm here on hold waiting for you to finish talking about Freddie Miller in 1984. Um, Just so I could say hello and say I miss you all so, so much. Um, Do you know who it is yet, David? Yes, of course we know who it is. How are you, Mickey? We miss you. What are Wednesdays without me? Wait, see, see this too. is the problem. When you're away, me and Tommy start to play, and we're talking about pro wrestling from 1984 and Freddie Miller. Forgot. We wouldn't be talking about this today, Mickey, if you were here. No, you probably would not. You would probably would not because I would have had to do a whole wrestling history lesson prior to the show. Um, so I didn't, you know, wasn't completely ignorant to everything that you guys are talking about right now, because I was just a little baby, baby wrestling fan then. And I didn't understand all of those ins and outs, you know, where the hell are you? I am. I'm actually at Nick's mom's house. We are our last day here in the UK before I fly home tomorrow to new york and then nick and donovan go home to nashville while i drive from jfk to albany because you know it's it's the stop on the last rodeo and i see my friend mia yim is coming on later she um is. or was she already on what's the time no no she's, oh, coming, she's coming on, on. she's coming on in about uh, 45 minutes oh yay well i can't wait to hear what she has to say i'm very excited about the match this weekend at bound for glory um with her so I can't wait for Nick's mom to see the long distance call. <laughs> I was going to say. That's well, what I'm calling say. from my own cell phone. Who used, the cell, phone. who used the telly? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my question, Tommy. I was like, when you refer to Nick's mom, do you have to say mom when referring to Nick's mom, Mickey? I I do. And I I don't. I think I've only actually called her by her given name a couple of times and which has always been weird because I just felt weird like it was so I'm like well what do I say do I say Helena which is a beautiful name and I'm like oh I feel weird calling her Helena I was like I'm just gonna call her mom and so I've called her mom and Nick's dad dad probably since the first time I met them when Nick and I were only dating <laughs> by the way but by the way okay. Tom Tommy, the telly is the television set, not the phone. Yeah, who cares? Well, <laughs> then in the UK, they're more advanced. You can talk on this telephone, on the TV. Right. 
<laughs> You're crazy. It's gonna be hell of a time when she gets that bill from the television. <laughs> well, I'll text you later. All right, Mickey, only, thank you. you know, text, so make sure you text me back. Okay. I will. I will text you. Thank you, Mickey. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too. All right. Bye. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchicks. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchicks Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. Tommy, I have a big announcement for the Busted Open Nation. Okay. Effective today, Tommy. I have signed a new three-year deal with SiriusXM. So, Tommy, mm-hmm. three more years of Busted Open on SiriusXM. Three more years of Busted Open. On Sirius XM Satellite Radio. That means three more years of this show live Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. And, of course, the Busted Open podcast. So well, three more awesome. years. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank and you, to Tommy. You, show you true pro wrestler. That means uh, I get to compare your contract to mine. And then I have the Kevin Nash deal where I get bumped up in pay once you uh, – get your deal so it benefits me as well so thank you for that of course it benefits everybody and i have a lot of people to thank because first and foremost this wouldn't happen without the busted open nation i can't tell you how important the nation is how strong the nation is uh we had a big meeting uh, yesterday we have a lot more new content that we're going to deliver to the busted open nation we want this brand to become bigger and bigger. So first, before I thank anybody else, Tommy, I have to thank the Busted Open Nation because without the nation, there would be no Busted Open. Agreed. 100%. So I want to thank you, Tommy, Mark, Bully, Mickey, Thunder, all the hosts, Ryan, Mc- Ryan McNichol. I want to thank him as well. He does a tremendous job on Saturdays. I want to thank all of you guys that have put your time and effort into hosting these shows Monday through Saturday. It's a great team effort, but uh, you're the guy who created the show and a brand new contract well-deserved. I want to thank uh, Rick Whitney 
who's my guy that helped me through a lot of tough times where I didn't think this was going to be possible, but because of his wisdom, we move forward. Uh, our new boss, Eddie Bersilli, big boss man, Eddie Bersilli, love you. Mother Marissa, who's mothering, and she's been a big supporter. And, of course, our team of uh, Gabby and Andre and Paul and our past team of, you know, Alex Metz and so many Mike Riker and Doug Mortman and Andy King who have been so instrumental and getting this show live on the air. Three more years. And we have a great team. I think Paul, Andre, Mike Tomzak, who does a phenomenal job with the video. Thanks to Mike. So thank you all for being such a great family. You're not just coworkers. You're not just friends. You're family. And I want to thank everybody. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What? That if this contract wasn't signed, we would have our own black Saturday. If you were, if we came on the air and you weren't there. No, it'd be like, you would have like RJ Clifford, like R like RJ Clifford would be like, people would, t- t- you know, tune into busted open. It's 9am Eastern time. Got to tune in. And then you hear RJ Clifford and then no, no scratch that. <laughs> it's not, it's 9am Eastern time, right? Mm-hmm. Turn on the radio and there's Ryan McNichol. And Ryan McNichol's like, oh, man, it's great to be here. You know, it's 9.05 on a, on a Wednesday morning. Let me bring in R.J. Clifford, and he's going to tell you the biggest news on the world of MMA. And we're going to be live with you, me and R.J. Clifford, every morning from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time right here on Busting It Wide Open. Monday through Saturday. That's what it would be like. And people would be cursing, you know, Ryan Ryan would be the the new Freddie Miller. That's would be Ryan would be Freddie Miller. Oof, that would be great. That's what I'm thinking about. That's well, awesome. and it could be it could be RJ Clifford. Again, they do a phenomenal job on the other shows. Or it could be uh Jimmy Smith or it could be, you know, the commish, Randy Gordon, fill in the blank. But it would be Ryan that would be the Freddie Miller of this show. Wonder who he'd welcome in. Interesting, interesting. Would it be RJ Clifford? Would it be Jimmy Smith? Would it be Randy Gordon? Who knows? Or it could it be somebody else from the outside? Like, I don't know. Who would it be? I don't know. But you know what, Tommy? It's not going to happen. You know Why? Because you just signed a brand new three years. Three more years. Three more years of busted open on Sirius XM satellite radio. And I thank the nation, man. I thank, you know, Christina from Baltimore and Deb Housen and Tony the bus driver and Dr. Mike and all the people that call in all the time. All the people that have supported this show for years that hold up the LaGreca heads at live events, the Hydras, the Gabby signs that say Wardlow or Powerhouse House, all those fans. Are you not excited? Three more years of, to- of us talking on a Wednesday about Freddie Miller from 1984. Are you not excited, Tommy? Yes, of course I am. I'm just laughing at a lot of things, David. 
You don't one thousand and ninety five more days of busted open on Sirius XM. It's good stuff. You don't know how close, how close it came down to the eleventh hour. Came down to the and they were saying, you know what? Maybe we'll maybe we'll replace busted open with Fight Club. And then last second, hell no, bust it open, baby. Bust it open. Three more years. And thanks to you, the Busted Open Nation, that made us number one. Number one. That's why every time I meet a Nation member, Tommy, I give them a hug. I give them a kiss. I love them. Take pictures with them. Hang out. I've had Nation members at my house. My wife's like, what are you doing? You don't even know these people. I'm like... Their family. Come on in my house. You want a taste of the pierogi? Go sit down. Ah. You've had my wife's pierogi. They are. They're delicious. They are. God, I'm really just laughing a lot. Internally. God, I love this show. Congratulations, David. Like I said, well-deserved. Big the boss nation. man, Eddie Priscilli, Mother Marissa. Be good. Had to fight. They've had to fight. <laughs> had to fight. Here we are. Th- 13 years on the air and three more years. And you know that's going to just lead to more and more years because of the nation, because of the fans, Tommy. You know it. You meet the nation all the time. Jimmy Smith, he could replace you. Jimmy, th- Jimmy Smith's got unlocking the, 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 the vault. That that comes on later that. on in, in the day. Just- Get up earlier. Talk about wrestling. Tom Hannafin, he's he's got his eyes. He's got lust in his eyes for your job. But not, no, uh, it's not even not about, it's not about me. It's not about me, Tommy. It's about the show. It's about I busted know. open. I wanted this to stay our home. I didn't want to leave. People would have turned off. They would have inundated Sirius XM with letters. And the people there would be like, what's a letter? Oh, yeah, it would just pile up on a desk somewhere because nobody would actually know how to open up an envelope. <laughs> it's not an email. What? No, we're going we're gonna to add content. We're going to get bigger and bigger, Tommy. We have a lot of ideas. Precious Paul Ehrlich has got a lot of ideas about expansion of the Busted Open brand. All right. We'll see about that one. Gabby, Gabby loves it here. What would Gab? Honest to God, what would Gabby do without busted open? What would she do? She would have a life. She would actually be out there and have a life. That's what would happen. But now she doesn't. She has no life because she's a part of this show. (laughs) Sorry, Gabby. Yeah, we apologize, but we're we're better for it. We are. Mike Tomzak, our video guy. What would he be videotaping? God only knows. What he would be videotaping. We're keeping that guy out of jail by keeping him here on Busted Open. Seriously. Andre, who don't know Andre? Well, I, I I don't even want to think about what Andre would be doing without this show. He's a producing giant. He, he is. Produce, he is the producing he'd be, giant. He'd be producing somewhere else. Got to give a shout out to Mother Marissa out there because she's been a big supporter of the show. Doug Mortman, obviously still a VP here. Mike Riker, our first ever producer. So many people have been a part of this foundation of now what is Busted Open. So proud to be a part. So proud to be a part. I'm just a part of this. Tommy, we're all in this together. We're all part of the Busted Open family. 
David, you created the show. Stop it. Oli, can we get Oli Anderson on? I want to get <laughs> Oli Anderson on. Day. He'd say, oh, you're overpaid. <laughs> Fucking Vince McMahon, July 14th, 1984. He decided the first match he wanted fucking Nick DiCarlo and SD Jones as the first, you know, going up against the tag team champions as the first match from, you know, from three months prior. As opposed to Gordon Soley sitting at the podium with smoke bellowing up because he still has a lit cigarette underneath the desk. That's right. Well, Probably a I glass of vodka as well, which is fine. We're going to see Austin Idol take on. And we're going to get clips from the Omni. And the Open from July 14th, 94, was the, was the Georgia Championship Wrestling Open showing Austin Idol and Stan Hansen and everybody That's else. That's the ultimate fraud show right Yeah. There. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Our very own Mickey James going up against Mia Yim, which could be Mickey James' last ever match this Friday night. So let's bring in our guest, Mia Yim. Mia, thank you so much for the time this morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> How are you guys? We're good. We're talking today about moments that cut you the hardest. And you, Dave, prefaced you coming on. You could affect this. You could be changing the course of people's lives. <laughs> yes. As well as your own, because I know how much respect and admiration you have. Mickey actually called in from the UK to tell, to put you over. Um, but if you beat Mickey, she's stepping away from the business. She's retiring. You will have cut someone so deep across the thing. Like going into this, what's your like mindset? Listen, I don't want to, but I can't, I can't allow myself to take it easy on her. Cause that is just not what I've been taught and brought up in. So Mickey coming up to me, asking for this match one, she says she wants a challenge for herself, but this is also a challenge for me because, um, she was, man, I was probably 
10 matches or less deep when I first wrestled her. So I was a baby in the game and I watched her growing up to a point where I, so I grew up in California, but I started training in Virginia and I scouted and found the school that she trained in, in Virginia. And that's where I started training. So I trained in the same school that she trained, um, try to follow in her footsteps and actually got to wrestle her with, you know, 10 or less, uh, 10 or less matches in. So, um, it's, it's a big deal to me. And as much as I love and respect Mickey, I can't, I won't allow myself to just give her the easy win. Um, if she's going to win, she's going to have to work for it. And if I don't want to retire her, but, um, if I have to, then that is something I have to do. And, for those hearts that are going to be broken, I apologize. It is not malicious, <laughs> but if I'm the one to do it, then I will do it. Well, Mia, think of it this way. Um, as much as you love and respect Mickey James, and as much as you don't want to be the one to possibly retire her, we all know that Mickey James is a first ballot hall of famer. The day she retires, you know, she'll be in multiple pro wrestling hall of fames. And you will for, forever be remembered as the person who ended her career. There does come some clout with that. Like, there is a, a, a passing of the torch, if you will. Do you feel that if you're able to gain victory on Friday night at Bound for Glory? I understand that. I just... Um... I, I hate the whole clout thing. I hate the whole clout chasing thing. And my, my biggest thing is as long as I can, if, if I retire Mickey, but still earn her respect and the respect of others, that's what I care about. So if she is passing the torch down to me, that's a big, that's a big deal to me. So when, um, when Gail retired and when I was able to win the knockouts title from her, um, to me, that felt like the passing of the torch. Um, and that was, that, that was a monumental moment for me. And if I'm able to do the same with Mickey, then yeah, that, that will be another monumental step in my career. Um, but like I said, I don't want it to seem like I'm trying to retire Mickey just because I want her out of the business. I want her to wrestle for ever. I want her to wrestle even after I'm retired. Um, I just feel like she has so much to give to the wrestling business um, still to this day and for years to come. Um, I think she still has a long way to go. And there's still girls watching wrestling, even, you know, her older stuff and they still look up to her and I think that she can inspire even more generations and I don't want to stop that, but listen, this is what she wanted. <laughs> so I can't, I can't deny her that challenge. Well, she wants to fight. You know, she said she wants to fight everybody. She wants to prove that she is still the best and you are one of the best. It's such a interesting matchup. First of all, my mind is blown and I wish creatively I would have known that you searched and went to the same school as Mickey. That's an amazing story. Like, um, I love that stuff. And the fact that you're, you know, wrestling her, but I mean, you have something to prove as well. Um, and so does she, it's a very, very 
big marquee matchup, you know, and, and Bound for Glory is, you know, Impact Wrestling's one of, you know, major shows. It's just, uh, that is so, so unique. And also props, I was going to text you. This week is you and Giselle Shaw, and what a match you guys had. Um, I watched the whole thing, and man, it was great. It was Giselle's best match I've ever seen her have, and I'll gladly say that on the air. But you two, especially you, and, and I've told you this, you have such a unique um, ability as well as connection with people, and uh, Mickey has that as well, and that's why I think this is such an interesting, interesting matchup. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. And I, 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 I haven't really talked much about when I first started and scouting Mickey school and stuff, because I don't want to seem like it was a, little a creeper. Yeah, just a little bit, but it's, it's cool now to know where my career ended up and like where it's going to now going into Friday. Um, like every every day that I would just be tired of training or like just wanted to take the week off or whatever. Like I would come in and her picture would be on the wall. And this was when she was like at the height of her WWE career. And it's like looking at that picture motivated me to come the next day and then the next day. So it was, it, it was motivating just to see her picture there. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna have my picture next to her too. And even with this match with Giselle, like, Everyone knows in real life we're really close, and I want—I wanted to give her the best match to date, and I feel like this was just the beginning. And I'm hoping that the next time we wrestle, it's going to be for a longer time, but it's going to be even better. And that's what I'm always always striving for. And I know for a fact because Mickey and I haven't wrestled since what 2011 that this match is automatically going to be better, but. I feel that this match is also going to be much more of an obstacle for her than it was back then, because I have found myself, I have learned all over the world, different styles. And um, we've teamed with each other in impact, but this is going to be the first time we're going against each other since 2011. So um, it's, it's a whole different person she's wrestling. Right. And I don't know if if she's going to be expecting the same girl or not, but I'm a fighter now and uh, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> that uh, that music mashup that someone did of the two of you, by the way, was amazing um, of your of the entrances. I see. Oh, yeah. On <laughs> socials. I don't know how to do that stuff, but that was really, really uh, a cool thing. I was also thinking about what if we booked. Trish versus Mickey versus you. Oh, ho, ho. oh my gosh. I, I wouldn't know what to do. Listen, <laughs> listen, I grew up watching like Gail, Lita, Trish, Mickey. I, I grew up with them. So I'm just like, I, I, <laughs> when uh, you also say about that photo, just to let you, I had a picture, my first ever eight by 10. I ever, I would stare at it. It was a bloody picture of Dusty Rhodes holding a cowbell. And I would say, this is going to be me. And I would stare at this picture so long. Like sometimes I think the eyes would move and it, I'm just like, I envisioned myself that. And that's where like when, when people say, if you can envision it, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And I love that for you, man. There's another good creative <laughs> point. We missed here. Can't, wait to, can't wait to yell at Scott DeMore when he comes on at 11 o'clock. 
But but you know, to Tommy's point, Mia, like you've had some great accomplishments in your career. So when you look at your career, like what more is in that bucket list for you to accomplish? Um, man, there's so much, but I can't pinpoint like just one or two. Like, I think like I'm getting older now and I'm married and I never once thought I would ever get married, but that happened. And now we're talking about children. So it's like real life versus wrestling. What's the priority now? And obviously real life is a priority, but now it's like all the things that when I first started wrestling, I made my checklist and I, you know, go to Japan, done it over 10 times get signed to WWE done that when the, you know, go to TNA and win the title did that. So like, I've done a lot of things, but now it's like, you know what? I want a knockouts championship reign um, to be even better than the last. I want an actual opportunity um, in WWE that, that is go- like, if I sink or swim, it is on me. Um, I want like, now I'm going back. Like I want these opportunities, but to make it better than the last time I did it. So it's like, I did it. I did the original ideas that I wanted to do, but now I just want to do it better. Um, so it's like, okay, do I do that now or should I wait, do it later? Like now, now real life I'm, I'm grown now. I'm, I'm a, old lady now so it's just trying to balance that real life and wrestling and do I have to do all those things again like I've already done it it's it's a it's a juggling I'm juggling I don't know no it's it's I I think that's life right you know Mm -hmm. you know you you come up with accomplishments when you're much younger and you're first starting out and before you know it you're a veteran and you've been doing it and then real life takes over like you said which is happiness you know getting married you know, maybe starting a family. So your priorities and your goals over the course of time are going to ultimately change. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like, now that I'm older, I know so much more about wrestling that I'm like, dang, why didn't I like know this when I was younger? So then I could have done the stuff that I like, I don't know. It's just, I know so much now that I'm like, Oh, if if only I could just go back and change things. And yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Um, if I give you some wisdom here, uh, wrestling will always be here for you. I know. Remember that. And so will your fans. Uh, my last question for you, we're talking about things that cut you so, so deep in professional wrestling, like could possibly happen this Friday. If you retire Mickey James, is there one angle? Is there one, something in particular that totally affected you as a fan maybe you've changed the course of your life. Like it has for me and David. So, so much. Hmm. Trying to think. Honestly, I think, um, (laughs) my relationship with Gail and I put Gail over it with in every interview, but I can't help it because I think, my relationship with her has definitely changed not just my career, but like my life, because she is someone that I watched growing up. And I, she was the only 
Asian wrestler that I saw that that can go. And I I felt her presence, her energy through the TV screen. And then when people's like, don't meet your heroes. And I met her and I was just very intimidated, nervous. And then to fight like now I consider her family. I, you know, she was at my wedding and it's just that relationship, I think, changed everything for me because it gave me hope that like you can have you can have idols in the business but you can also have genuine friendships that you know that no matter what they're going to support you and they're not going to backstab you or use you as a stepping stone or bury you or whatever like you know that they are genuine and if you mess up they're going to let you know and they're not going to sugarcoat anything. But if you do something good, then you know that it's real because they're not just trying to blow your head up. Um, so I think that really gave me the the humbleness and the realization that like, OK, I'm good, but I could be better because like Gail, Gail is straight up with me, whether I have a good match or a bad match, she's straight up. And um, it's nice to know that I can go to her when I want like the truth. And she ain't going to BS me. Very cool. Mia, thank you so much for the time. Again, like Tommy said, happiness is the priority. So uh, Mm -hmm. I wish you very uh, much luck in in the future. I don't know if I'm going to wish you luck for Friday night because Mickey (laughs) James is one of my favorite people. But uh, have a great match. And again, have a great Bound for Glory. And thanks for the time. Thank you so much. And please know that I love Mickey. I love her and respect her to pieces. <laughs> this is this is not what I want. This is what she wants. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll find we'll find out on Friday night. Mia, seriously, thanks for the time. Thank you guys. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.